CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hello, hello. Welcome into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi, who joins us from the East Coast. I'm Stormy Bonantoni live from Circa Resort and Casino. So no, your eyes and ears do not deceive you. I am not Patrick Maher for our longtime audience, but... <laughs> Michael, uh, for as much as I have loved and enjoyed for the last couple of years listening to what you and Patrick have built, super excited to be a part of joining this next chapter of the Lombardi line. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, well, I'm doing great. We're excited to have you here. Uh, it'll be awesome. I mean, I'm used to having women tell me what to do in my life, so I, I'm really looking forward to it. That I think I it's do. great. So. I know you will do a great job. And the more Italians we have on a show, I think it's always the better. So, I mean, this is all coming together. Uh, Patrick, we had such a great time. But, you know, Patrick now gets to host with them all and do his thing. And, and we'll continue going along with the Lombardi line and we'll make it go. But we're excited to have you and I appreciate you joining us. Well, thanks, Michael. Yeah, me and Femi Abebefe, who the GM Shuffle crowd knows so well, will be Splitting duties here, hosting Lombardi Line, and like he referenced about Patrick, Sharp Money, the debut of his show coming up later on this afternoon, so make sure you check it out. But we have a great couple of hours on tap here at around 9.15 Eastern, Michael. Ross Tucker, so really close. He's going to join us, former NFL offensive lineman, host of the Ross Tucker podcast. We'll come on, get through some NFL storylines. A half hour after Ross, Dane Brugler of The Athletic. It's Combine Week, so talking through all yeah. things NFL draft. Uh, Marcus Haynes at 10.15 Eastern of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Talk some Sixers, talk some Eagles. And then at 10.30, the one and only Thomas Gable, director of the Racing Sportsbook at the Borgata. But where we start, like I mentioned, it's Combine Week. And Adam Schefter this morning, 7 a.m. Eastern on the dot, drops on Twitter that the Chicago Bears are leaning toward moving that number one overall pick. Is that like the moment on Wall Street when the bell goes and you're like, okay, things are happening <laughs> yeah. now. It's official combine week. Yeah, I mean, like, it, could it have been any more planted? I mean, seriously, at 7 o'clock went out there. I mean, I think to me the Bears should have just taken out a, an advertisement. You know, when you leave the Indianapolis airport to go downtown, there's this road. I don't know what highway it is, but they should have just taken a billboard out. Like, we'll trade the pick. Like, everybody knows you're going to trade the pick. It, it, at least people are going to call. So, to me, this is a plant job all the way to try to drum up business because you don't have to advertise when you have a lot of business. Clearly, there's not a lot of people calling them. So, if you were in the Barry spot, is that is that what you would do? I know you wrote a great article on vcin.com today talking about the potential options to trade away from Justin Fields. If, if you're in the Barry spot, what are you doing with the pick? Well, you know, for me, I, I and I'm a little bit early to the game, so I haven't studied Bryce Young as a as a. I've watched him play, but I haven't studied him. I haven't studied Anthony Richardson. I've watched him play. That's what's on my ta that's on my agenda now. But to me, when you have a grading system, you can, as I wrote about today, you can compare player A to player B. 
and you could say, okay, I think Justin Fields, if we continue down this road, he'll be a top 12 player in the league, or he won't be this, or whatever. And then you compare Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Richardson or Will Levitz to that and, and see where you go. To me, once you determine what you think Justin Fields will become, positively or negatively, you got to make that decision. If you think you, he can be your quarterback beyond the fifth year, then certainly listen to, listen to teams and see what you can get for the pick or stay there and make a pick, whatever you decide. But if you don't think that, then you've got to look at this quarterback class. Now, mm-hmm. I would say this. You'd cover a lot of college games. If Caleb Williams was eligible to come out, he would be the first pick overall. Would you agree? I would agree with that because he has the tools and the build, right? And that's the big thing that mm-hmm. the knock on Bryce Young is coming into this. I'll I'll be very curious to see what his actual measurables end up coming out to be here at the Combine. But the knock on him is, of course, the size. He can do all of the things. He has the athleticism with the off-platform throws and the accuracy. But Caleb Williams is probably more of the full package that you'd be looking for at the NFL level. I certainly agree with that. Right. So if Caleb was coming out, I don't think it would be a hard decision. I think they would Bears would pick Caleb and they would trade Fields. But because this is there's no clear cut, and so what if Bryce Young weighs 195? Does it really matter? It really comes down to his frame. Can he hold the weight? Can he get bigger? Can he get stronger? Can he absorb the body blows that he's going to take? That's the fundamental question you're going to have to ask is what does he look like without – his uniform, can he can he withstand this? We know he didn't get touched very much at Alabama. So I think because of the lack of that elite quarterback, that elite Khalid Williams, mm-hmm. that I think this, this pick is in doubt. And so they have to drum up business because there isn't a lot of business. I saw somebody say, well, Will Anderson's the number one pick overall. It's no doubt. I mean, did you watch <laughs> Will Anderson play this year? I thought he played like a guy who didn't really want to play. I thought he played like a guy that, wasn't a factor in the game. Watch the Tennessee game. I mean, did he make a play in that game that you said, oh, my God, this is the first pick? I think sometimes we get caught up in this. I, I just think, to me, this is a draft where there's nobody saying that's the best player overall. Yeah, absolutely. That's funny to me that someone would say there, there's no doubt about that because clearly there is. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And I actually do need to show you, Michael, there's a picture of me and Bryce Young after the Sugar Bowl this year because I covered it on national radio where I'm doing a post-game interview with him. And I think like that picture should be used for his measurables. I'm 5'10", and I looked like I was towering over him from the angle of the I was going to say, you probably could <laughs> score 20 off him in the low post. No. I bet you could score 20 off him. There's angles. I'm assuming you had some. You you weren't wearing heels because you were covering the sidelines, so you had to run around. Yep. So Sneakers. you know it was probably your accurate height. I mean, this is what the concern is, right? Yep. Exactly. I mean, if you go down this, <laughs> if you go down this Bryce Young road, and he's five ten, and you know, I mean, look, I know that we have little. Co- I just missed the memo that Doug Flutie's back at Vogue. <laughs> I mean, poor Doug Flutie. He's sitting up there in Boston saying, "God, if I could have come out now." I mean, Doug Flutie was a great college player. There's no denying that. But he was 5'9". Yeah, if Bryce Young were to have success at the next level, it would certainly be the exception, not the rule. But he is somebody that looks like he could be that exception given his tools. Now, listen, if the Bears do ultimately decide that they do go ahead and trade the pick, there's probably 8 to 12 teams that are sitting around there that would be willing to be a dance partner, potentially quarterback needy teams. The Colts have been talked about probably the most sitting there at four, who do you see being most at play to move up and take that spot? Well, I think so many teams need quarterbacks, right? I mean, the Raiders are sitting there at seven. They don't really have one, you know? I mean, they're going to, you know, they had Jarrett Stidham. Are they going to go for that? I don't know. I think ultimately, you know, you you got that situation, so they, they could move up. We know the Colts are looking for one. You know, Tennessee needs to get, what are they doing with Tannehill? There's a lot of uncertainty. I mean, look, we talk about it all year long. There's no teams with quarterbacks. So the, you, you kind of get the sense that there'll be more teams looking for quarterbacks. I mean, what does Baltimore do with Lamar? Mm-hmm. Will they need one? You know, I mean, I think ultimately when you do, when you look in that situation, you're saying, okay, where are we going here? You know, the Colts obviously need to get one. You know, the Commanders, they're talking about they're going to stay with Sam Howe. They're not going to. The Packers are staying with Jordan Love. You know, and so the Jets, what do they do? Do they trade up to get one, or do they just sit there and say, we're going to sign Aaron Rodgers, assuming he's he's good to go? I think there's so many questions, and there's so many teams that need quarterbacks, and it's hard to really predict. And I think what we can't do right now, Stormy, is judge the 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 true value of what is the best player because we don't have enough information. 
like that pick is only valuable when two or three teams want it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I think some teams that I talk to would be just as content to say, "We'll take C.J. Stroud when he comes to us." Well, Why yeah. would I give up assets when I could get Stroud? Well, and that's the thing, Michael, because we go from a draft a year ago where we thought that maybe a lot of these quarterbacks that weren't first-round caliber were going to go earlier just because the strength of the quarterback class wasn't really there. They end up doing the right thing, GMs and coaches. Meanwhile, just having one of those quarterbacks go in the first round, Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. But other than that, like this quarterback class is so much stronger than what we've seen in previous years. And I think even some of those high-end defensive players are so strong as well that we have to look at this from a little bit of a different perspective for teams. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, you know, Houston, will they take one? You think they would. They need one. Las Vegas, Atlanta, Carolina, they are. But when you take the guy, you have to be convicted. Yesterday on the show with Ben, Anthony Richardson was 7-1 to one to be the first overall pick. Today he's down to 5-1. to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've covered Florida games. I mean, Anthony Richardson is inconsistent. He's talented but inconsistent. But something's moving that number, and I don't know what it is. And he hasn't even worked out yet. So I think what's moving the number is Jalen Hurts' season, Josh Allen's ability to, to throw the ball accurately after not being accurate in college, his size. He's a prototypical quarterback. And I think the teams that need him, I think that's the reason why he's moving up the board. It blows my mind because from what I've seen from Anthony Richardson, he's obviously somebody who's freakish, elite type of a talent at his peak. So his highs are very high, but his lows are really low. Like we're talking in the dumpster type low. Like are you – I don't know which version of him you're going to get. And I, it worries me that Josh Allen is going to make this guy so much money based on potential because we don't really know what he's going to be. I don't think he can be a day one starter in this league. He needs to learn behind somebody. And if somebody were to take him number one overall, that would be mind boggling to me. But it's not. it doesn't matter what my opinion is at the end of the day, right? It's the information that we get coming out from these teams. Well, I think what matters is, I agree, like it matters is who do they think they can take to another level, right? And if you think Anthony Richardson's baseline talent is so good and you could take him to another level, look, Mitchell Trubisky went ahead of Deshaun Watson. Forget Deshaun Watson's off the field issues, right? That happened in Houston. But he was the best player in the ACC two years in a row. Mitchell Trubisky only started one year, and he got picked ahead of him. So, I mean, anything can happen, but I just saw the picture. We got to put this up here now, Stormy. <laughs> there it Elliot, is. Elliot, put that picture up. Show it. In. Uh, I mean, like, okay, there we go. Like, my body definitely uh, looks bigger than Bryce Young's there. <laughs> oh, I don't. I mean, I'm just comparing height. I'm not in the body there, but I'm just telling you, you could score. You could take him in the low post and get 12 rebounds. You could do that. I yeah. don't think there's any doubt. Again, I am 5'10 for reference. Anybody looking at that photo, Michael, awesome stuff to get us up and rolling today. We are going to step aside, take a quick break. When we come back, continue our NFL talk with Ross Tucker, who joins us next. Stay with us. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my 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 (laughs) This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? We're back here on the Lombardi line. Remember, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and a whole lot more. You can download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start place and sports bets from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you. Excited to keep it going with the NFL conversation as we welcome in friend of the show, Ross Tucker, former NFL player, host of the Ross Tucker podcast. You can check him out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. And we were just in the break having a wonderful conversation. Also went to Princeton, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in. That's right. Well, Give the man some absolutely. cred. Absolutely. Great, uh, great to meet you out in Phoenix, Stormy. Mike, always good to see you. And you know what's funny? I'm like everybody else in Pennsylvania. I wanted to play at Penn State, okay? <laughs> but but I was a late bloomer from a football perspective. So my scholarships were William & Mary in Delaware, and football helped me get into Harvard and Princeton. And my parents and sister said, if you can go to Harvard and Prince or Prince because of football, you got to go. So I went there, just kind of kept getting bigger and, and better. And fortunately, I don't know that I've ever used the degree. I mean, I'm 40. I'll be 44 on Thursday. And people say to my parents, oh, yeah, Ross Tucker, he's the press box food video guy. I mean, they paid a lot of they paid the pay for me to go to Princeton. And I'm the press box food video guy. <laughs> but see, what I'm complaining about, Ross, unfairly, is every time Jason Garrett gets mentioned, yeah, he went to he went to Princeton. He went to Princeton, you know. And as you said, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he went yeah. to Harvard. But you don't get that love. I don't understand why you don't get that love when we introduce you. You need that love. Well, Stormy just gave it to me. I love it. Maybe from Stormy setting me a precedent from now on. <laughs> here we go. I got your back. And we know with that Princeton degree in mind, you're going to give us some very educated analysis here when it comes to our NFL talk. And for the third offseason in a row now, uh, it's the Aaron Rodgers saga. And everybody's wondering how enlightened he will be when he comes out of the darkness, even though he had a light switch in there. Can we talk about that for a second? But... How do you think things eventually are going to play out here with Aaron Rodgers? Because there's the, does he stay in Green Bay? Does he go somewhere else? Does he retire is still apparently floated out there. What do you think? Well, first of all, does anybody know how much that place cost that he went to? I'm dying to know how much it costs. Because if he really wants to go to a bad place, I can get him into some places in Reading, Pennsylvania for a lot less than whatever he paid To be in Southern Oregon. I know <laughs> I know a lot of parents who are like, please let me go in that room. I got my own bed to myself. I had no kids in the room, all that stuff. <laughs> um, you know what? Here's the deal. And Mike knows this. The Packers don't want them. I mean, there's a, like, you know, the coolest thing about being the media now, Stormy, is I feel like I um, am fluent in insider ease, right? <laughs> like I, I can read when I see these, these tweets or these these breaking news, you know, the Packers are willing to move on from Aaron Rodgers if he wants to go elsewhere. You know what that means? 
They want to trade him. I actually personally think that Rodgers playing for the Packers is their least preferred option. I think, number one, they'd like to trade him, get rid of that guarantee on the contract, get something in return, go with Jordan Love. Number two, though, I think they would rather him retire and maybe give him $10 bucks a year to come back and make appearances or whatever than actually have to pay him $60 million to play this year. I believe, you know, I've read the reports from Bob McKinn and other people. I think they're ready to turn the page, ready to move on, but he holds all the cards because of the contract and the guarantee. No doubt he holds all the cards, and and he holds the cards because, I mean, if he plays, he's not coming in to play for $10 million. He's not playing for fifteen. He's not taking a friendly deal. He's going to get all his money. And so I think this is a harder thing for the Packers because if he wants his contract, then they got to give it to him, and there's no out for them. And if the Jets say, wait a minute, no, we'd rather sign Garoppolo than pay all this to Rodgers, which might be a smarter thing to do, and to give up compensation for a guy that you don't know he's going to play. I mean, none of us, the three of us can't predict, will he play next year? Will he play the year after, or will he play a three-year? None of us know. Well, I know this, Mike. I know this. A year from now, we'll be having the same conversation. I am already looking (laughs) forward to the fourth annual Aaron Rodgers will hear. Like, the fact that people are debating whether or not a guy is going to play football for five months for $60 million is hilarious to me. It would go against every <laughs> ounce of human nature. And be like, you know what? No, I'm not going to play quarterback for 17 weeks for $60 million. Are you kidding me? If he comes out and, of the darkness and says that, and I was like his friend or family, I was in him back into the darkness till he came back out and said, okay, I'll play. See, meanwhile, for yeah. me, it'd be the first time that I'd actually be impressed with an Aaron Rodgers decision. I feel like every time he's going out here and doing things, just rubbing people the wrong way, I'd be like, wow, you actually put aside $60 million to do this. I might actually be impressed there for a second. My thing on the <laughs> on the Packers side of things is like, I think of it as like a relationship. And when normally when I want to break up with someone in a relationship, I'm not waiting for them to come around and break up with me. But that just seems like the approach that they have here. Yeah, I just text him and say it's over. I'm I'm moving on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been yeah, married yeah, a long time. Say, Stormy show. would say it's not no, you. you know what, it's Stormy? not you. It's me. It's yeah, not you. Know, it's you know me, right? It's that, that old. It's in all, in all sincerity. Yeah. They they're trying to like tiptoe around him, right? But he reads everything. I mean, he's about as thin-skinned of a superstar player as we've seen. So he sees the Bob McGinn reports, and I think he thinks that they're true. I think he knows they're probably true. But they don't – the Packers know the way he is. They don't want him to say, you know what, I'm only playing for you guys, just to stick it to them. They're trying to placate him any way they can, but they're in a bad spot. They really are. So, Ross, Michael, at the end of the day, where does he go then? I, I mean, well, I, I, I think – Go ahead, Ross. You go. You well, answer. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, Mike, Mike obviously has, you know, great connection with the Raiders. And I hear all this Raiders stuff. I don't see that. And, and, and Mike, maybe I'm wrong. I don't see Josh McDaniels or the Raiders wanting to pay $60 million because I, I think Josh would rather work with someone a little bit younger and mold them the way he wants to mold them. Whereas I feel like Rodgers is going to want to do his thing, man. And I don't know that that's what Josh McDaniels, having played for him in New England in 05 and 06, I don't know that that's what he's looking for. I think it's the Jets. I think he ends up with the Jets. I think he likes the idea of New York and talking about all the things that he knows more than us in New York. And I think the Jets desperately want him. I think that's where he ends up. I I couldn't agree more. Look, the Raiders have so many problems in terms of their talent level, that if they devote 50 to $60 million of cash to one player, he's a good player. I'm not disputing. Look, we could talk all we want about Rodgers off the field antics, but the guy, when he plays, is good. Uh, and he would make the Raiders a better team, but that, but they wouldn't become a better team because they, they're not a good team right now. They have so many holes. They have so many holes they need to fill. They had the offensive, defensive line. They've got to sign Jacobs back. For me, I, I agree with you, Ross. I think it's the Jets or nobody. I think it's the Jets, and I think it's more likely that the Packers might be left there saying, wait a minute, what do we do? Because if the Jets say, 
after their meeting with Garoppolo in Indianapolis this week, we're going to go ahead and do this because it's cheaper. What happens? Well, and then there's the the Derek Carr side of this as well. Like, he's somebody who can be signed at any time right now. Does he wait for Aaron Rodgers to be plucked off the market and then kind of figure things out from there? I mean, the Jets are telling this guy that he's going to be a Hall of Famer if he comes out there. So we'll see. Also, our guy Elliot behind the glass sold us Sky Cave Resorts where Aaron Rodgers was staying out there in Oregon, $250 a night. Much more expensive, Ross, than my frontpagestory.com, I hear. No, it is. And we talked about it a little bit at the Super Bowl because it was the lead into Valentine's Day, which was amazing, by the way. I gave you guys a code, VSIN10, and a bunch of people used it. Now, look, Valentine's Day is behind us. So now, if you got an anniversary coming up, or if you want to get me one for my birthday on Thursday, (laughs) or uh, we got Mother's Day coming up before you know it, go to myfrontpagestory.com, the greatest gift ever. As it relates to Derek Carr, The funniest part about that is they literally want another guy more, but they're telling their plan B that he would be a Hall of Famer if he went there. On the one hand, I think Carr's waiting it out because he hasn't really gotten that many good offers yet. On the other hand, I think maybe he's smart to see what happens with Rodgers because if Rodgers says he's only playing for Green Bay, then Carr will have a bigger, better suitor in the New York Jets. So I think... On the one hand, I thought Carr would kind of already been making moves. On the other hand, I guess I understand he's second in the pecking order, so he's kind of waiting and watching in the wings a little. Ross, we're up against it, but thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate you. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate you. Always. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me. From Princeton, Ross. From Princeton. Absolutely. At Ross Tucker NFL. Give him a follow. We'll be back here with more Lombardi Line after a quick break. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. In addition to new shows, VSIN's kicking off some new podcasts to give every better the insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. VSIN continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. No matter what sports you like to bet or how experienced you are, you'll find a podcast for you. The VSIN College Basketball Betting Podcast has some of the best college hoops analysis around. Breaking down the betting odds, lines, and totals, host Tim Murray hosts three episodes each week with invaluable contributions from alternating co-hosts. You know him, you love him, Matt Humans, Adam Burke. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast as well features Danny Burke and NHL betting expert Andy McNeil covering all things hockey twice a week. They're free, available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi coming to you from coast to coast as we welcome you back to the program. It is NFL Combine week, Michael, the football world invading Indianapolis this week as NFL team personnel meet with and evaluate players getting set for the 2023 NFL draft. You've been there plenty of times. You know how it all works. What are you going to be paying attention to most this cycle? Well, I I think this is going to be hard because they've changed it so much that this is why we're seeing coaches and a lot of executives kind of shy away from going. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the executives go, a lot of the meetings are at the Don Shula Steakhouse or over at St. Elmo's or all the different venues all through the city because you're meeting with agents to talk about your players to restructure their contracts to get below the cap. You're also talking about potential free agents even though you're not supposed to, <laughs> and you're kind of talking to other teams about trade. So there's the on-the-field activities, and then there's the off-the-field activities, which is really the root, the basis of it. That's why most of the general managers have to go. What they've done, Stormy, is they've changed it so that the, the workouts are at night when we used to interview the players. And so there's so much dead time between interviewing a, between a player coming in working out and getting an opportunity to interview that it, it really wasn't feasible for the teams to send their coaching staffs and a lot of a lot of their other people there. So it's become a little bit more of a, a TV event and a medical event. Yeah, it's uh, when you have coaches, executives, and media all in one place, there's going to be a lot of talking going around, that's for sure. But to your point, the Rams, 49ers, Packers, Jets, coaching staffs, all have decided to skip the the, the combine in recent years. Do you think that like some of its usefulness is getting lost, that it's just a glorified workout and a, and a plant and an opportunity for people to schmooze and like sell rumors. 
Well, I mean, a lot of that you got to go. As I wrote today, it's really a misinformation. I mean, everything you hear coming oh, out of there, you've got Michael, to take. Michael, I love yeah. the analogy you used with the Sopranos, though. That was perfect. Yeah. It is misinformation. I mean, Puss was trying to do it, and it didn't help him too much. But, I mean, that's ultimately what you – it's all misinformation. Like, if I plant this story where we might do this or then it gets some legs and how you react to it. So you got to be careful with that. But I think ultimately you got to come back to the tape – understanding what teams want, how they behave, past performance. You know how the Bengals operate. You know how certain teams that have had continuity operate, and you stick to that. So, you know, the usefulness is the medical. That's ultimately what it's going to be. Now, you know, oftentimes there would be psychological testing, the Wonderlick test. They've done away with those. You're not allowed to do those at the Combine. So they've taken that from you. So teams are just going to have to gain more from these pro days and spend time. Like all these top quarterbacks, they will get – all the top teams, Houston, Carolina, Atlanta, the Raiders, all those teams that are in the top 10 that need quarterbacks will work out all these quarterbacks by themselves away from the combine, and they'll have a day to spend with them because you can't learn anything in 15 minutes. You don't have enough time. Okay, so that's a great thing to lead us into the quarterbacks in general because we saw Ian Rappaport post today the breakdown of some of these top tier QBs who are going to throw and who aren't CJ Stroud Anthony Richardson um, the two of them are going to throw at the combine but Bryce Young has elected not to so what's the like what's the reasoning behind why you would want to and why you wouldn't because all these guys are going to be at pro days anyways Right. Well, the reason you don't throw at the combine is because, A, you don't know the receivers. You know, you you don't have the drills, the throws that you want to throw, and you don't have the football that you're most comfortable throwing. It's just random balls out there. And so you want a football that you're used to throwing, that you've been throwing a lot. One of the reasons Art Schisler, Schisler uh, got drafted is when he people showed up to work him out at Ohio State years ago, he had his own two footballs. They were kind of this beat-up <laughs> old balls, and, and he threw them well. But when he had a new ball, he couldn't throw them. And so you have to be really careful. And so when you can script the workout, like I can remember being up in Seattle watching Jake Locker's workout. It was scripted. The ball touched the ground one time. It was a ridiculously bad workout, but everybody thought it was wonderful because the ball never touched the ground, but he never really did anything hard or anything like a quarterback had to do because he controlled the workout. He controlled what he wanted to show what the people needed to see. And to me, that's dangerous, Mm -hmm. right? So that's why you got to kind of just figure out I'm coming down there. I'm working you out. I've got the fourth pick in the draft. It's worth X amount of dollars. If you're interested, you'll work out. If you're not, we won't work you out. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's going to happen. And once you get on campus, you can watch tape. You can install plays. You could then take them on the field and see how they react. You could put them through your drills, not the drills of the combine. So, look, Richardson and Levitz and all those guys, they'll throw the ball really well. They'll have some bad throws because the timing won't be great. But that shouldn't really distort any viewpoint. You mentioned already earlier in the show the odds and how they've changed for Anthony Richardson at BetMGM specifically. He was once 100 to 1, got cut down to 40 to 1, and then 7 to 1. I've even seen other books as low as 5 to 1 now, so he's getting a lot of love. You have to imagine that he makes one miraculous throw. People see this guy in person, that he's just going to get even more and more talk and chatter about him. I'm curious from whether it's from the combine or whether it's from pro days, who's going to be. That Zach Wilson that does something miraculous that gets everybody talking and really improves his stock. Is it Richardson or is there another name you think could pique some interest? I I think C.J. Stroud can gain a lot because he's got the size. You know, he's got great arm. He's got numbers. He, you know, he ran an offense. He had great receivers around him. Let's be clear. But I think he could gain a lot from this because he's prototypical the size. At least he brings with him a, a frame that looks like he can throw the football effectively, throws it mm-hmm. better than Justin Fields did. So I think he could gain a lot. You know, I think Levis is going to have to gain a lot from convincing people that he can be a great leader. Part of this quarterback process is will he endear himself to his teammates? Will they want to play for him? Will they feel like he can be a good leader of their team? I mean, some of the concerns you have about some players is that falls in that leadership category. And you've got to evaluate that. You know, Garoppolo, people follow Garoppolo. Whatever you think of him as a player, the players like playing for him. Kyler Murray, do they like playing for him? Will they play hard? Last year, Mac Jones, did they like playing for him? Will they play hard? I mean, all those things play into it. You know, but when you get a guy like 
Taylor Heineke, who they liked playing for, and Carson Wentz, who they didn't look like they liked playing for, you could see the difference on tape. you got to figure that out at the Combine. That is really interesting. That's what those interviews are for, to get to know the player and the person associated with it. Bryce Young is your favorite to be the top overall pick, uh, minus 145 right now. Stroud, who you referenced, plus 350. Jalen Carter, 7-1. Will Levis, 7-1. And Anthony Richardson, 7-1. to uh, Defensive, you know, we're all talking about quarterbacks. Who's your favorite defensive player in the draft? You know, I, I don't really have one yet because okay. I'm still going through the process. But for me, you know, I, I think to me the Carter kid from Georgia looks like anytime you can get one of those big three techniques to go in there. Like I loved Jordan Davis last year. I thought he was undervalued. He went 14. I didn't understand why he wasn't in the top five. You don't you don't find players that big and that fast uh, in the team. Now, you know, he played as a rookie. He's going to have to have a big year for the Eagles next season. But to me – you know, I think the the draft is a lot like what the 49ers have done. To me, we kid on this show all the time, Stormy, and I'm sure you'll fall right in line, that everybody needs a receiver. We should just pick 32 receivers. I mean, why not? You know, everybody needs a receiver. But at the end of the day, you've got to have offensive and defensive linemen. You've got to be able to protect the quarterback, and you've got to be able to rush the quarterback. And to me, that's where ultimately the draft is. You've got to find somebody who can protect, rush, or cover. Those are the three positions – and throw. Those four positions are really what should be drafted in the first round. Yeah, and the cliche is the games are won in the trenches, but it's a cliche because it's true more often than not. So uh, one last thing. We've only got a minute left here, but one last thing about Will Levis. What do you think about um, you know, some of his things. He does the mayo and the coffee, Michael. He eats a banana with a peel on. There's got to be something weird upstairs yeah. going on with this kid, right? Yeah, I mean, that, you got, yeah, it's weird, right? I, I mean, I didn't even hear about the mayo. Oh, and coffee, you did it? Oh, co- disgusting. No. Oh, man. I mean, Al Davis loved mayonnaise more than anybody. He didn't drink coffee, but my Lord, that's bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, look, I think he's got he's going to have to prove what I was talking about, yeah. that he can become endearing himself to his teammates. You know, I thought one of the things I said, I, I put this on Twitter and got criticized. I didn't think Josh Rosen had that quality at all when he came out. I didn't think anybody really was going to fight for him. And we clearly saw that Josh Rosen did not work out. And you can see a lot of the elements and reasons why. We have to take a quick break, but more NFL draft talk when we come back. The athletic NFL draft analyst Dane Brugler is going to join us. I have a very serious question for him about the non-serious questions that they ask some of these players at the Combine as well. Like, is your mother attractive? Do you find your mother attractive? What are we doing here? I've never heard that before. I'm telling you that some of these questions are just way too bad. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, game. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Calling all BetMGM customers. You have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when you sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account, click the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message, inviting them to register a new account in the same state that you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive that $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll get yourself a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get that $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Stormy Bonatoni and Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi line. Indianapolis once again playing host to a number of the best prospects in the college and amateur game as the road to their potential NFL dreams begin. The NFL Combine underway. And uh, as we continue our conversation, excited to welcome to the show Dane Brugler, NFL draft analyst for The Athletic, who is on site in Indy. Don't worry, though. I'm not going to ask you your 40 time. I'm not going to ask you if your mother is attractive or if you're going to be a dog or a cat. How are you, though? I'm good. Yeah, you, you can get fined by the NFL these days for questions like that. I'm glad they're changing it up. It got weird there for a while, Dane. It did. And look, it, you know, it's uh, as NFL teams, you want to find out every single thing possible. And sometimes those questions are just meant to throw players off. But, you know, let's let's have a measure of civility to to this whole process. Well, I mean, but like, if you like, are, are you a dog or a cat? That's one of the tests in the psychological profile that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a test that every business gives a lot of their potential employees. So, I mean, I don't get the one, is your mom attractive or not? I mean, I've never seen that. I've, we've given out a lot of psychological testing in my career, which I think has proved beneficial in determining work habits, competitiveness, and all those things. But sometimes, I mean, this... The questions, it should pertain to football. That's what you're there for. And all this stuff has messed up the combine because we've gotten further away from really trying to figure out the football. That's absolutely fair. And I think this is, uh, we have to remember, yeah, this is, we're investing millions of dollars into these players, but at the same time, you know, it's who's going to help us on the football field. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's the main purpose of this whole event. You know, well, really the main purpose is the medicals. That's, that, that's why the combine is not going away anytime soon. But second to, uh, secondly to that is the interview process and just understanding who are these people, uh, you know, how are they bring them into our locker room, the culture, do they fit? Um, and then third is uh, what happens on the field and the position drills, the uh, all the testing, you know, all that stuff matters, but that definitely has become, you know, the headlines of what, what happens this week. Well, let's talk through, you know, what everybody's talking about right now is the quarterbacks and Who's going to go number one, the first quarterback off the board, a much stronger QB class than we saw last year where maybe we thought some GMs would stretch. We know that there are at least a couple of proven commodities here in Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, but a lot of names that people are talking about very highly. What did you make of the information coming out that like Anthony Richardson just getting so much steam and so much love coming into the draft? Well, you know, I don't, we're, we're at the point we are in the process. You know, teams haven't really even met with these guys, um, you, you know, to really have, I don't know how anyone could have a great understanding of which quarterback is going to be the first one drafted. You could poke holes each one of these quarterbacks. There, there's something about them that, uh, you know, you could at least point to and say, well, this is why they won't succeed. You know, with Bryce Young, he's in a, a, a historical outlier. The last 25 years, we have had 301 quarterbacks drafted. Only two were under six foot and under 200 pounds, and neither of those guys were drafted in the top 100 picks. With C.J. Stroud, you have a guy that, uh, you know, he will light you up from the pocket. He will carve you up with his accuracy. 
but can he consistently create off schedule and you know use his legs to buy that extra time, which we know is so important in the NFL. He did it a little bit in that Georgia game, but he didn't do it the first 27 games at Ohio State. And so which C.J. Stroud are we getting? And then with Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, two guys that are just so physically gifted – but can they can they mature mentally to where you need them to be? With a guy like Anthony Richardson, this week is so huge for him. The arm power, the effortless velocity, we're going to see that on the field. But more importantly will be those interviews where teams are just going to get a better understanding. What do you know? What don't you know? He has under 400 pass attempts in his uh, college career. He has a sub-500 record as a starter at Florida. So, you know, how do you read coverages? How do you understand protections? What were you asked to do in that Florida offense? Understanding that from an NFL team perspective will help put a final grade on him and better understand how early will he be able to help us? Because I think Anthony Richardson, the big knock on him is just the accuracy. It's, It's inconsistent from snap to snap. So he needs reps. You want him on the field. I'm not sure he's a guy that is really going to benefit by sitting but can we take our medicine with the, the mistakes and the bumps along the road with Richardson as our starter? That The answer to that question is going to be different from every, every team. Two years ago, we had Trevor Lawrence was the top quarterback, followed by uh, a lot of differing opinions. Is it Zach Wilson who's next, Justin Fields, uh, Trey Lance? Um, but this year, it's, it's all over the map in terms of the order, one through four. You talk to different teams, you're going to get a different order. Yeah, just like last year, everybody had Aiden Hutchinson as the first overall pick in the draft, and nobody really knew to Walker uh, was a good player. Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech's a really good player. Everybody has mm-hmm. Will Anderson going first. How do you separate those two guys, Dane? <clears throat> well, and unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to see um, uh, 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 Ty- Tyree Wilson work out this week. He had a foot injury back in November, missed the Senior Bowl. Probably not 100% quite yet. Uh, this guy, I mean, he has the, the wingspan of a, a Boeing 747. This guy is huge, uh, but he can give you that inside-outside versatility. Um, he's a little bit older. He's a fifth-year senior where Will Anderson, uh, third-year junior, had more consistent production. Um, you know, you think about all the, the players that have gone through uh, Alabama. Only Derek Thomas had more uh, sacks and tackles for loss in the history of that program. Uh, with Will Anderson, I'm, I'm eager to see is he over under, you know, 245 pounds, 250 pounds. He's a little bit lighter. Um, you know, does his 10-yard split match up with what we've seen from some of these top uh, pass rushers in, in the past uh, but this will be, uh, you know, another really strong, uh, you know, defensive line group. Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, he's going to be up there in the top ten, top twelve. He's 275 pounds. He'll be around in the four fives. He, he, he might, probably not Travon Walker, but he might have a workout close to that. Uh, Miles Murphy from Clemson, another defensive lineman who will work out well. So the defensive linemen, uh, I believe they work out Thursday. Uh, that, that's going to be a really, uh, you know, a lot of eyes on those workouts because we're going to have a lot of stars. Here with NFL draft analyst at The Athletic, Dane Brugler. And it seems like for a lot of positions, there's not really like a consensus number one for that position group. And I would qualify wide receivers among those as well. You've got Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Who's your best of, of that group of wide receivers? Yeah, you know, we lump all these receivers uh, together in the same bucket, but they're all different. They offer something different. They have different roles. You know, a slot is different than an X, is different from a Z, and, and you know, just what, what all these guys offer. A guy like Jackson Smith and Jugba, you, you plug him in as your slot receiver, and he might lead the NFL, uh, all NFL rookies in, in targets and catches next year in the, in the right role. Uh, but if you're looking for, and I don't know that there's a true number one in this class. Um, it, you know, last year we had six wide receivers drafted in the top 25. This year, maybe one of these guys sneaks in that top 15, top 20, but it's not a, a glowing group of high-end talent. Uh, it's more of a solid group of, uh, you know, guys that can come in, maybe be number twos, uh, you know, help our offense. Jordan Addison's my top receiver right uh, at, at this point in the process, you know, decent size. Uh, some of his routes that you watch him run and you, you, you get flashbacks of Stephon Diggs. I mean, he's a really good route runner, uh, went to USC, proved himself as a three-level threat. Um, so I, I think Addison would be my guy. But if you're looking for, say, speed, a guy that can take a top off a, a defense, then Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, he might be your guy. If you're, if you're willing to bet on traits, Quentin Johnson from TCU, he's 6'4", 215, going to run in the 4'4", he'll vert over 40 inches here at the Combine. Um, so there's a lot of receivers uh, that offer different things in this class. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, everybody's got seven receivers going in the first round, and, you know, none of them are, are going to go that way because they all play different roles. I think you're absolutely right. Who's your best offensive lineman in this draft, Dane? I, I think it's Peter Skoronsky from Northwestern who, uh, you know, Rashawn Slater, he uh, he opted out a, a couple years ago, and this true freshman, Peter Skoronsky, stepped in at left tackle uh, for Northwestern and played lights out the last three years. He's been fantastic, 6'4", 305. The big issue with him is just that arm length. Uh, talking to scouts that went through Northwestern this fall, he was 32 and a quarter. And we know a lot of teams, if you're below 33 and a half, 33 at the, at the, at the lowest, uh, you know, you're, just, you're not going to be a fit for them at tackle. So, you know, is he going to be able to stay outside? I'd love to see him get that chance. But at the very least, you kick him inside the guard. He might be on a Zach Martin type of trajectory. He is that good with his movements, the strength, the processing. Really good player. Dane, great insight. Great job, Enjoy Dane. Indy. Awesome Thank work, God. Dane. That's Dane Brugler. Again, check out his work at The Athletic. On-field workouts begin Thursday and the highly anticipated quarterback throwing session on Saturday. We've got a quick break, but when Michael comes back, there are some people that need to step into Michael Lombardi's office. Don't go anywhere. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.